0: i am the true vine and my father is the vine grower he removes every branch in me that bears no fruit every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit you have already been cleansed by the word that i have spoken to you abide in me as i abide in you If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for what you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this image of the vine and the branches. Lord, open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to the message you have for us today. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. You know, the cultivation of grapevines is one of the oldest and most universal experiences of humankind. In fact, not too long ago, there was evidence found for intentional grapevine cultivation dating back some 8,000 years. Can you believe it? 8,000 years? My mind can't even grasp how long ago that was. There were shards of pottery that were found in modern-day Georgia that have pictures, images of clusters of grapes on them and of people dancing, and historians know that this type of pottery was used for a kind of wine. Even scripture speaks of vineyards in its early, early pages. After the great flood, it says that Noah planted a vineyard. Grape vines, growers, and branches run deep in the story of human history. So it's no wonder that Jesus uses this relatable and universal image to help his followers understand the kingdom of God. In this passage, Jesus is preparing his disciples for what they will need to know and to do as they go on after he has left them in a physical body. I love John's Gospel because it is unique and because it is poetic. Unlike the other Gospels, it isn't so much story narrative, but it's poetry and wondering and our imagination really comes into play. Throughout the Gospel of John, the writer helps People understand who Jesus is by using seven I am statements of Christ. Jesus says things like, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. And each of these I am statements help those followers of Jesus and help us to understand a little more closely who this person is and was and what we might have to do with it. I am the true vine, you are the branches. Garrett and I have some friends in Montana who started their own vineyard and winery. And I know what you're thinking, a vineyard in Montana? Doesn't that seem like it wouldn't work very well? But actually, this vineyard is fantastic and a great success. They use grapes that are really hearty and can handle those cold, cold temperatures of the northern plains. And they grow all kinds of other fruit, too, that they use for their wines. It's called Tongue River Winery, and I encourage you to look them up. They are not sponsoring my sermon today, but they are wonderful people, and we believe in their mission and what they are about In fact, Bob, who um, runs the vineyard with his wife, was a pastor for 30 years and went on, as he says, to delve into another kind of spirit for people's benefit. But Garrett and I got to spend a lot of time at this vineyard and at the winery that is attached, and we got to see it in all seasons. In Montana, seasons are pretty dramatic and drastic. And so, even though I don't know much about the process of growing grapes or of making wine, I got to see little glimpses of it. And I picture that as I read this text, and images come to my mind of what Jesus is really talking about. I want us to go back and dwell in our imagination for a moment as we think about what the vine and the branch has to do with who we are and who Christ calls us to be. So I want you to picture once again not just one single vine and branch, but picture a vineyard in your mind. You can close your eyes if, you, if it helps. You can picture one if you've seen one in your past, or if you haven't, just imagine what it might look like. Notice rows and rows and rows of vines and branches. Think about what it might smell like. Imagine touching one of the vines, the bark under your fingers, the leaves, and the grapes. Imagine the taste if you pull one of the grapes off and eat it. Picture one of those single vines and single branches. And as we think of ourselves in this light and wonder what it means for life today, let's consider what Jesus says. You are a branch. To be a branch within the kingdom of God means that we have to start with humility. If you picture that vineyard scene in the winter, you'll notice that it's a little different than how you likely first imagined it. It'd be bleak and perhaps a little hopeless-looking. After the harvest and when the frost sets in, vines and branches can look like twiggy nubs. It doesn't seem like any sort of life could ever come out of them. Some might even call it ugly. Both vine and branches in certain seasons look dead. And if we think about it, more of the year is spent without fruit than with it. The grape harvest is fairly short in the grand scheme of things. It takes patience to grow grapes several years before the first fruits actually appear. And then even when growth begins to happen, the life of a tended grape branch is full of redirection and correction. Without any intervention, these plants can be incredibly wild and will grow in all directions and go helter-skelter. They need tending and guidance, something to follow, and they need to be redirected and cut back and pruned in order for the fruit to multiply. Being a branch is not glamorous— It's humbling. And if we're honest, most of us would admit that we would prefer to be something a little more substantial, at least the vine, if not the vine grower. We'd like to be the one in charge. But to be a follower of Christ, we must start with humility. And remember that even if our lives aren't glamorous or front-page newsworthy, We are with Christ. In humility, we open ourselves up for redirection and even for loss. Picture your branch on the vine in a vineyard in winter. Recognize that you aren't the one in charge. You aren't the source of life. But you have the gift of being connected to it the first time i took a tour of that vineyard in montana it was in the winter season and as i walked past these rows of vines and branches i thought there really isn't much to look at here the vine growers were excited to show me what was coming and I realized after a while that they could see something that I couldn't. Where all I saw were nubs and death and barrenness, they saw the life that was still working beneath the frost. They saw the hope that was to come. To be a branch in the kingdom of God means you are humble. It also means that you are not alone. Picture now your branch on your vine in your vineyard in the peak of growing season, perhaps right before the harvest. And what does it look like? There are leaves and grapes everywhere, leaves fluttering in the wind, grapes so big and juicy that you can almost taste them. It's a beautiful mess of tangling, intersecting branches— and the branches themselves are hard to distinguish from one another. Where does one begin and another end? For better and for worse, life as a follower of Christ is communal. Lutheran pastor Nadia boltz Weber talked about the challenge of this kind of close living. She said, if I'm going to bear fruit, I want it attributed to me and my branch. If I'm too tangled up with other vines and branches, I might not get the credit. We can relate with this, can't we? If we remember that we are branches that are intertwined, we recognize that our health depends on the health of those we are surrounded by. As branches, we're called to celebrate the fruits of our neighbors, to share the sunlight with them. We're also called to share their burdens. For adult education, we have been reading through Bonhoeffer's life together. And one of my favorite quotes speaks to this so well. Bonhoeffer says, "...the Christian must bear the burden..." of their sibling in faith. They must suffer and endure the sibling, and it's only when they are a burden that another person is really a sibling and not merely an object to be manipulated. He goes on to say that Christ demonstrated this by taking on the burden of so many people. And Christ carried the weight of that burden as a mother carries her child, as a shepherd enfolds the lost lamb that has been found, and I would add as a vine carries the weight of its branches. That weight was so heavy that it led Christ to the cross. But it shows us the way. Go back to that image of the vine and the branch, notice how those other branches run together and need one another. To be a member of God's family means we are part of each other. To be a branch in the kingdom of God means we must stay rooted to the vine. A real branch does not have the power on its own to get up and move a walk away, but we, however, can ignore the source of our being. Just before the harvest time, when you see that vineyard in its full glory, it's hard to even see the vines. The branches are so loaded with fruit and with leaves and flowers that the vine is hidden underneath. And the same can be true in our own lives. Many of us remember to pray to God when we are in distress or we are having anxiety or grief. But when we feel fruit and when we see joy, we forget that there is a sustainer sustainer underneath it all. The vine and the branch together. And we also need to recognize the one who holds us up. To be a branch in the kingdom of God means we have reason to hope. Did you catch the promise in this scripture? Abide in me as I abide in you. Christ already dwells in us through the Word, through God's Holy Spirit animating our bones. We grow from this solid vine and are set up to bear fruit. We already have everything we need to do this. It's a gift to be connected to that true vine, to have that source of life supporting us and holding us even in seasons of cold and barrenness. We remind ourselves of that source of hope every time we share the feast of communion with one another. We take it in and we allow God to be in us so holy that we are connected. When we remain rooted and remember the one who abides in us, we bear fruit. Fruit that scripture reminds us looks a lot like love and joy and peace. And patience, and kindness, and generosity, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self control. Fort Street family, you are branches. Let us be humble. Let us lift up the others in our midst, share their burdens, remain rooted and know that Christ already abides in us. Let's pray. Holy God, we picture the vine and the branch. Thank you for the image that you give us to help us know you more fully. Allow us to be people that lift one another up, and shoulder their burdens so that we can produce great fruit that points back to you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.